What the hell happened in East New York? This is a podcast that tries to answer that question. I'm Alexander Abnos, and there are four parts to this. This is the last one. When last we left you, Kevin Heldman had disappeared. His editors have no idea where he is, and all they're left with are a few half-completed drafts of his story about East New York and a whole lot of research. Left only with that over the course of three months, when Kevin was out of pocket. They had no other choice but to look through what he had gathered. So much of this story is about understanding East New York and the things that made it what it is and why it is the place that it is. There were two things that stood out in Kevin's research that seemed to be pillars of what made East New York what it is today. One of them is the police themselves. Kevin had seen a disturbing pattern. The most dangerous, crime-ridden neighborhood in the city was policed by some of the least competent cops. The city took steps to address this with the Mullen Commission 20 years earlier. But even that was only half effective, if at all. In Kevin's folder of clippings, story after story was about alleged police wrongdoing, lawsuits, corruption, planting evidence, things of that nature. Kevin's second pillar was a man named Walter Thabit. A generation ago, he was an idealistic city planner, and he had plans for changing the fortunes of East New York. But nothing he proposed came to fruition. The thing is, Thabit stayed with the cause with East New York. He, like Kevin, was obsessed with finding out how he could fix it. He had written a book lamenting that East New York was doomed. Kevin had found, perhaps, a kindred spirit. Now the city was planning once again to transform East New York. Three months after he disappeared, Kevin returned. You disappeared. No, no more, no more. No, no, no you did. I need to know, for the sake of this... Anytime now, tell me I date. know you. I know tell you will. Tell me date, I'll come in. All right, but here's the thing. Part three of this podcast ends, and then you were gone. What I did when you disappeared, you went back to East New York, right? You were back. It wasn't as if you went someplace. You were going back there. You yeah. went back a first time and a second time. To redeem myself. I can't say. I, I, I felt like a. It was bad. I, I, I felt like a, a, a sucker. In the, there? Yeah, I wasn't on my game. Usually I have to go up with a full f- image, and I wasn't on my game, and I felt like an asshole. I felt like a. I felt like a. I feel like uh, I guess what I'm asking, anybody would use an excuse not to go back, and yet you you, you went back. No, because I'm not afraid. I just went, I, would, I just didn't go in my right head, and I made mistakes. What, what, what mistakes did you make when you went back the first time? Not sleeping, Red, uh, Red Bull and no-dos, and I wasn't sharp. I made stupid mistakes. Like what? Yeah, t- talking to people I shouldn't have talked to. Who are the people you talk to? These yeah, days? you know, usually I'm silent. I walk with a mad dog face. It's just, it's just, it's not important. It's just, but I, what I'm sort of amazed by, what I'm always struck by forever with you is, you just won't let go of it. Until I get you it right. Until you get it right. But you didn't have to go back again. I mean, you wh- why'd you go back the first? You were done. It was finished. You just had to write the ending. But you kept going back, and I understand why you needed to go back I because. We hadn't spoken in a while, and I 
and it was only afterwards that I realized you'd gone back. Yeah, I had to go back because I fucked up. Why'd you have to go back? How did you fuck up? I, 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 I was going out in the city and, and, and getting into a lot of trouble. and it was, it, I, I wasn't on my game. What do you mean getting I got beat up in 7-Eleven. What do you mean? Why I was, was it too your tired? F- I was too tired. I was drinking Red Bull and taking no dose, and I wasn't on my game. Why were you? Why were you keeping yourself awake? Because I couldn't work on the stupid story anymore. I was so sick of it. I was like forcing myself to work on it. Why were you sick of it? Like three years I've been working on it, so I have to better. You know, I was just uh, trying to hype myself up, and I went out there and I wasn't sharp, so I got into a couple jams. So wait a second. Why did you go back to East New York? Even though you were sick of the story, Be- because I, uh, when I first went back there, I, 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 it, it was uh, I wasn't myself. I wasn't comfortable. I didn't feel good about myself, so I had to go back there again, straight, clear-headed, and then I did a good job. Why'd you go back the first time, though? Because I wasn't doing the writing. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do the right thing. So Kevin is back, but he became clear from their conversations that he was running nowhere fast. There's nothing to be gained by going back. And moreover, these repeated trips were keeping him from actually writing the story. Every time I go back, I find more bad stuff. It's like, you know, every time there's another like bad thing there. You know, I've never seen a, I can't imagine a place like that. How could it be so bad on every level? It's like, you know, it's like hell. Everything, everything from roads to pollution, it's just like nonstop. And the people, when we went to, uh, Ann and I were taking photographs and we went to this projects and there was these middle-aged women we were talking, talking, talking. And then these stupid teenagers we're near, you know, like 12 feet away, up high on the project, dropping bottles. On who? On, you know, on the floor. The kids are playing and everything. <laughs> I mean, the kids probably, the mother was scared. The mother's called the cops. And the cops came and they didn't do anything. And the mother said really seriously, not, not like antag, not like, you know, tough and like uh, attitude. They don't give a shit if we live or die. That's heartbreaking. So I, I walked over to the windows where they were dropping the bottles. I said, what the hell are you doing, man? I pulled out like phony badges, you know, press passes, but they can't see up there. I said, what are you doing up there, man? What are you doing? Stop for a while. Did they say anything back to you? No. They think I'm a crazy white boy, you know, a white boy thing, a gun or something. But it just made me sick. The, little, the kids were beautiful. The kids were so cute. And I was taking pictures of them. They're so cute. They're, and she said, they don't give a shit if we live or die. And she meant it. The cops left. They could have gone up there and said, what the hell's going on? I saw them. You know, 40 ounces, bottles, on, on the floor. You know, from 14 feet high and shattering all over the place. Kevin is reaching the end of really a lifetime quest to understand this place. But it's not just a quest, it's a story. And what's the end of that story? How do you conclude a journey like this with East New York? A lifetime of wandering and a few years of intense research. 
and he doesn't feel any closer to figuring it out. So they have the worst, highest illegal dumping in New York City. The highest gonorrhea, the highest alcohol thing, the highest gonna, uh, the highest gunshots, the highest chokeholds, the highest uh, uh, co- corruption. Uh, the, the the lowest number of, of food stores per 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 capita. I, I mean, it goes on. Highest mental illness rate, highest but, HIV rate. I mean, who, who how much could a place suffer like that? And ninety nine percent black. What, what place is like ninety nine point nine percent black in New York City? I don't think any. I'm, I, I, so where does it end? I mean, and I'm struck by the fact that you. For, for two different reasons, went back. It's as if there's a part of the thing that's like as if the story doesn't end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't end. I mean, it doesn't end neatly with saying, this yeah. is this one person I met. It doesn't yeah. end neatly. So when does where does this story end? Well, we, I know what the ending is. They, they're going to still let them suffer. Despite these plans to improve the place, yeah. East New York will what? Go on suffering? Yes. Because? It's a prison. Escape from East New York Walking the streets the night is just as bad as eating pork Everybody is catching trigger figure nighters Only if they had arthritis The earth would be less populated with tombstone Fifteen year old smoking bones where they grown Shooting down the zone They for large once the gun is blown it's time to open your eyes, don't blink, the black man has become an extinct. Every night I get shot before I go to bed on the corner, another brother dead. Bodies full of holes, meat hanging, blood gushing, 911's not rushing. There go 5 who witnessed the murder? Now everybody don't know. Nowadays you can't even talk, the world have ears, escape from East New York. What is the image of East New York that you carry with you, that you would see as you're leaving? junkyard giant junkyard a giant refuse dump for everybody every sickness every every ill from carburetors to mentally ill to sex offenders to drug addicts to broken potholes to disgusting chemicals to yeah, a, a, a um, junkyard is not the most articulate word a, 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 a dumping ground yeah, like a rolling dumping car for the dysfunctional, for the ill, for the dirty, for the dangerous, for the toxic, for the... I mean, there's too many things. The highest... This is a small place. The highest alcohol deaths in the city, the highest diabetes deaths in the city, the highest mental illness in the city, the highest HIV in the city, the highest gonorrhea in the city, the highest crime for, like, 70 years in every single category, misdemeanor, violations, murder, crime, robbery, every single one, for 75 years... I mean, that, that, I don't know why people don't pay attention to that. That, that. That's serious. And it has nothing to do with New York City. It's out there, you know. It's, it's like a little island of broken toys. Broken whatever. I, I, I don't know what to do. How, how do you fix a place like that? Maybe there is no understanding this place, because it's not there to be understood. Nobody out there intentionally created East New York. It's just a product of its time, and the time before that, and the time before that. Kevin's obsession took him a long way in knowing East New York, much longer than just about anybody else that's even tried. 
But maybe with East New York, there just is no simple explanation for why it is. But it is worth knowing what it is, and worth understanding what it could eventually be. East New York isn't the only terrible place in the United States. Many other neighborhoods are blighted, maybe not to the same extent, but they're there. Perhaps, through his story, Kevin could pass on the lessons of East New York. That's what he's done. This podcast is presented by Dig and The Big Roundtable. It's produced by me, Alexander Abnos, with help from Anna Hyatt. Now, there's a written component to this podcast, too. It's Kevin's story about East New York. You can find it at dig.com, along with some great photos by Anna Hyatt and some really cool data visualizations. The theme song and other music for this podcast is by Jim Oker, with a little bit by me as well. In this episode, there's also a clip from the song Escape from East New York by The Wizard of Rap. The Big Round Table publishes ambitious narrative nonfiction. You can find them at thebigroundtable.com. Its staff, founder Michael Shapiro, editor Mike Hoyt, senior editor Sissy Falagant, and publisher Anna Hyatt. Writers on the site are paid by reader contributions alone, so if you go there and you like what you read, please donate as you see fit. Dig curates what the internet is talking about right now. This entire project would not have happened without them, so thank you to Dig, and thanks to you for listening.